A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. Happy Saturday to all of West Michigan. You know, we are closing in. I was just thinking about this. We are closing in on the end of September. Like yes, we next are. Next weekend, I think, is the last weekend in September. And then it's October. I know. Well, yes, September. Holy and then cow. after that, there's November. <laughs> right? Yes, crazy. <laughs> and then the holidays. And that's yeah. just the, oh, it's well, coming so fast. Yes, it is. And huh. that's all very interesting. <laughs> but you can tell that I'm chomping at the bit because yes, I have something what, else. Okay, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, we could talk about your stuff. No, no we can't. it's okay. Just go ahead. No, it's okay. Because okay, let's I go can... to interesting uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, right. So, you don't know this yet. I, I'm very excited to tell you this. I'm always scared when you have surprises. Yeah. Well, Nine it's kind of a surprise. It's not great. <laughs> so, earlier in the week, do you remember when you went to the other store and left me in the studio and I said, I'm going to make salsa for our yes. chips? Yes. So, we'd basically just take some diced tomatoes and add some stuff. And you had brought, what did you bring from home? Jalapenos. Jalapenos. And yes. you told me, cut them into very tiny little pieces. And yes. what? What piece of advice did you give me or what command did you give me when you walked out the door? Do not touch your eyes or anything else, because (laughs) if you do, the oils from the jalapenos will stay on your skin for like 24 hours and don't rub your eyes. Yeah, Don't rub my eyes is the point. You did, didn't you? No, hold on. There's a scientific psychological thing that goes on and it's (sighs) actually called reactants. See, because I kept thinking, the minute you said, don't touch your eyes, do you know what started itching? Your eyes. My eyes. And do you know what started itching? My ears and my mouth and everything itched. Uh-huh. And all I wanted to do was touch my eyes and <laughs> touch my ears. And guess what I did? Uh-huh. I resisted. Really? For about three minutes. Uh-huh. And then I touched my eyes. And you know what? It burned. It burned like there was no tomorrow. Uh-huh. It was so painful. And as uh-huh. I ran to the bathroom <laughs> with my eyes closed <laughs> through a huge long area, banging into columns uh-huh. and things along the way, I knocked stuff over. Of course you did. All I could think is I am so glad you're not here to witness but now you've the just ridiculousness. Told me. Well, it was too fun not to. Oh, wow. So anyway, it's a psychological concept called reactance, and I just found this incredibly interesting. Humans are notoriously curious creatures, so when we label something as the forbidden fruit, and then tell somebody that they can't have it, we ultimately make them want to have it even more. So just so you know, parents, there's a little something for you. Well, you know, if you had been smart, you would have just put on gloves to cut those and then you would have been fine. Yes, I should have worn gloves. I understand yes. that. Uh-huh. But I, I shouldn't even tell you the other thing that happened. What? So I came yeah, I came back from washing my face off. Yes. And my because I had been touching my face, uh-huh. my nose was runny. Okay. And so I wiped down the counter uh-huh. and then I went to throw the... Uh, napkin away, uh-huh. and my nose started and you running. Wiped your nose yes, with and it. I started the whole thing over again. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you so just I think there's another learn. concept called stupidity. <laughs> so reactants yes, and stupidity, I would agree. when they're both mixed, it's uh, it's <laughs> quite a cocktail. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Anyway, what's on the show today? Wow. Um, on the show today, we are talking. Do we even know anymore? Well, you no, seem to know. I've completely lost my train of thought, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, holy cow. Um, We're going to talk about a roller frame extension pole. Yes. That we've talked about before, but mm-hmm. we found... A really, really good reason for everybody to get one. And then we're going to give that and some roller frames away at the end. So that's going to be a pretty good prize. Probably about $50 worth of stuff. 
you're going to want to hang around for that. Right. We're also going to talk about rusty water and some things that you can do. There's actually a system that will help with that. You know, you've driven past houses before where they have that rust ring where the sprinkler Mm -hmm. has hit the side of the house and people come in all the time asking how to get that off. Well, it doesn't do you much good to get it off if you don't stop it in the first place. So we're going to talk about that today. Right. We'll be talking about the history of roller covers, where they came from. And it's quite a story. It's very interesting and a little bit sad. But right now, in the little bit that we've got left, yeah. because I took up way too much time with my pepper story, yeah, well, it was let's good. talk about some fall projects that should be wrapped up right now. And every year around this time, we mm. hit these, at least right. for the last two years, yes. which is as much as we've been on the air. Right. <laughs> but they're still good to think about because a lot of us know about these things. Mm-hmm. We know we should do them, but we right. put them off. Yeah. So the very first thing right now, if you've got an underground sprinkling system, Mm-hmm. Get on the phone to somebody and get it scheduled to get that thing blown out. Yeah. Or you've got to do it yourself if you know what you're doing. Right. If you don't know what you're doing, you can damage the parts. Yes. So, so call somebody. Maybe be careful. Yeah. But yes, get on their books and get that ready to go because when water freezes, mm-hmm. you know, another science fact that everybody knows, it expands. Right. And of course, that can damage everything in your system from the pump to the valves Mm -hmm. to the sprinklers you don't want that get the water blown out right and i will give you another quick little story this week dan was sitting at our table and he picked something up and he realized not a pepper yeah it was a mouse dropping oh and i did not touch my eyes (laughs) you didn't instead you freaked out and like i'm pretty sure you gagged or something yeah and then i vacuumed a whole bunch (laughs) right sprayed myself down with. so we set some traps and sure enough there was a mouse it is that time of year so be on the lookout for any little areas where they could be getting in any little critters critters. are trying to get into our homes right now yes just because it's getting gonna get cold outside it's really not been terribly cold so not far yet it's going to be yes instinct they're tells preparing them yeah to come in right so they're looking for ways in mm-hmm. so go around your house and try to seal up everything you can and here's something we've talked about before but it's it's one of those really creepy little facts a mouse can fit mm-hmm. into a space that's about a quarter of an inch big yeah so there's a rule out there called the pencil rule yeah. If you can fit a pencil in or underneath mm-hmm. like a door or something like that, that yep. means a mouse potentially can squeeze under that and get in. Yeah. So try to seal up everything that you've got. Go around the house, find all the little holes, and don't just fill it with caulk because they can chew right through that. In fact, yeah, yep. they do because their teeth continue mm-hmm. to grow like right. rabbits, right? Don't yeah, rabbits have rabbits the same thing? Continue so to they grow. chew yep. in order to keep the teeth right. the right size, right, right shape. The right length. The right length. Yeah, they chew on things to kind of file them down And they want to look good for their (laughs) senior pictures and things like that and dates. Uh So they they do all this chewing. So they'll chew through caulk and all of that. You've got to use copper mesh. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could use steel wool, but it it will rust. And that can be a mess. Copper mesh is great to seal up smaller holes. Mm -hmm. Bigger things... You know, use metal, use whatever you can. You maybe need to get somebody out there at that point. And we would recommend Rose Pest Solutions or any of the pest control companies in your area. But whatever you do, you want to make sure you get things locked down because the critters are coming. Right. And make sure you take a look at your chimney and heating systems right now. You know, they do heating system tune-ups. There are a number of places that can come out. And just check over your furnace before you have to turn it on that first time. Make sure it's ready to go because you don't want to be 
freezing when the temperature drops and your furnace doesn't work. So right. get on their books and have them come out as well. Right. And then you mentioned the chimney. If yeah. you do burn a lot of mm-hmm. wood over the course of the winter right. and you haven't had it cleaned out yeah. since the last time and mm-hmm. you know a lot of us don't right. fall is the time we do that yeah it might be good to either for sure get up there and do it yourself if if you are able yeah yep. and i'm able so that's what i'll do <laughs> but if you can't get somebody out there there are yeah. plenty of people who will come out they'll inspect the system and make sure it's safe if you're in a new home that has a fireplace by all means have it inspected if it wasn't already to make sure that it's safe for burning Yes. And one last quick thing I would like to mention, make sure you go out and get some rakes, yard rakes, like right now, today would be a good time because you know that as soon as all the leaves start falling, like really falling, everybody's going to rush out and they're going to buy them. And then the stores will put winter shovels up. Yes, they will replace the rakes with shovels <laughs> and you won't be able to find one. So we recommend you get out and get one today. But if you're like me and you tend to procrastinate, I think next week we're going to do a little segment about rakes and maybe dig into which might be our favorite. So perhaps don't go get one today. Yeah, I was just thinking that We'll through. give you some info. Instead, do some of the other things on the list or any other winterizer things. If you do a couple a weekend, Mm -hmm. you're going to be ready when the snow actually does fly. Oh, no. Oh, I feel like I just swore. (laughs) Everyone else is thinking you just did. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to give you the history of roller covers and grab some tissues because it is a little sad. It's a tearjerker. It is. That's after a break. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Betsy, if you had to name inventions that were completely revolutionary, mm-hmm. what would some be? The wheel. Well, the wheel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's the first one that comes to most we, people's minds. Yeah, I we think. don't get anywhere, literally. No, Without that. because you even needed those when horses were pulling your buggy. Right, right. Yeah. So somebody somewhere, uh-huh. hey, look at this, it rolls. That's right. pretty cool. We wouldn't have rolling pins without the wheel. Right. And then we wouldn't have pizza. Well, well we could, because we could The Greeks, it. the Romans, all of them had wheels. Yeah. They all needed wheels. Well, congratulations. You got a good one. I was thinking printing right. press. Yeah. That's uh, always a big one for the people. The computer. Yeah, nowadays. Right? What would we do without computers? <laughs> YouTube. I remember the days without computers. Yeah. YouTube. What would children do? I don't know what my kids would do if YouTube had not what been invented. What would the DIY world do without YouTube? Well, let's face it. Okay, so you're getting into that. So let's talk about what we wanted to really dig into on this. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the most, one of the most, I guess you can't say the most, it could be. Uh, it's one of the most revolutionary inventions for the DIY world, and it's yeah. the roller cover. And yeah. let's make the case for that. And it's a very sad story, so it's it's going to win all Get the way your around. your tissues out. You're going to need them. <laughs> right. So you've got the roller cover. It's yeah. a really basic common tool, and we don't really think about it. But it completely did, like we're saying, revolutioned. It almost created the DIY industry, at least well, when it came right. to home decorating and the work that we commonly do now yeah, because really wasn't done before well, by homeowners. Before the roller cover came into play, the way paint was applied was with a brush. And we actually have some of these brushes mm-hmm. from 
painters back in, you know. Back in the, the day? Yeah, before they're the huge. roller cover. They're huge. They're heavy. And it took a lot of skill to put paint on a wall or a ceiling so that it looked smooth when it was done. I mean, mm-hmm. we well, we stumbled across a video yeah, where they're actually talk about that. sending people. It's a video from 1945. Yeah, where they send guys to school to learn how to apply paint properly and all the video is they're using a brush on everything ceilings walls everything those guys had to be like popeye because that brush is so big and so heavy exactly (laughs) so that's what it was it was very skilled and it was very much relegated to Mm -hmm. a trade painter you would bring in a painter to do that not as many people would do this on their own yeah and then along comes the roller cover in 1940 and all of a sudden it made it a lot easier for people to get really acceptable to great paint results on their own yeah, and that did not make uh, some of these contractors happy. Well, the contractor unions were unhappy. Yeah, because all of the work was being taken over by the homeowners. I mean, suddenly they didn't need to hire someone. a chunk of it, and they felt like yeah. the skill was going out of the trade. Right. And so the unions actually fought against the rollers. Mm-hmm. So painter unions didn't want to use rollers, or at least an element within there. There was this, this right. battle, and eventually the pro-roller contractors won out right and they could use them but anyway the reason that we think it was such a big invention for the diy world is Mm -hmm. that it really put all of this in everybody's hands now everybody could paint their own home start dabbling with decorating and all of that right what makes it a sad story well, it's really, you think when someone invents something that they're going to become really rich and famous that off of it? That is the dream. Like, my brother-in-law wants to invent a toilet seat <laughs> that you push a little <laughs> lever like those little garbage cans. Oh, and yeah. And the lid goes yeah. up, and then uh-huh. you step off, and it goes down. Right. I think it's been invented now, but he had yes, that idea a long one. time ago. Uh-huh. It's going to make it rich. Well, the thing is, the guy who actually invented the roller cover doesn't even get credit for it. Most people have never even heard of him. Someone else gets the credit for his invention. We don't even know how to say his name, how to pronounce it. I believe it's Brakey. His his first name is Norman, so maybe we'll just call him Norman. Norman Brakey, as in heartbreaky. Yes. (laughs) This is a very heartbreaky story. It could be Brakey, but we're going to go with (laughs) Brakey. Right. But anyway, he was born in 1890 in Chicago. Yes. At least... That's what we seem to uncover. The Uh general idea is that he was born in Canada. But we found other evidence that seems to really seal the deal that he was born in Chicago. So he's American born. But he moved to Manitoba and then later to Toronto and spent most of his life in Canada. Right. So then in 1940, he gets this inspiration and he decides that maybe he could invent something to help the painters. You know, it seems, why are you up there brushing all these things? There's got to be a way to make something that can apply it. But even that more evenly is a supposition you're making a guess we don't even know why he made it we don't know if it was for his own sake right that he decided this is maybe quicker or if he was trying to revolutionize else. an industry right we don't know like with the tape one that we talked about the masking tape we knew the origin of that the right. reason the need was there 
and we know the circumstances. Right. We know nothing. Yeah. We just know that he came up with this idea of a cylindrical core mm-hmm. with a fabric cover that right. would soak up and distribute the paint when rolled over a smooth surface. Right. So he brings all these drawings and stuff and files for a patent with the patent office in Ottawa, Canada. Mm-hmm. Now they evaluate it and they grant him, at least according to a lot of the documents that we dug into, they grant him a patent, which is important because a lot of places will say he never filed for a patent. Right. But it looks like he actually did and he got it. Right. And that was basically the high point of this whole experience for him mm-hmm. because everything from there is downhill. Because yes. now he's got this patent and so he goes to start creating prototypes mm-hmm. and. Betsy found a great quote. It's long, but we're going to read it. It is long. It was from the Globe and Mail in 1984, and there's a gentleman named Tom Hamilton from AB, I don't know what that is. Saya? Saya? Yeah, we're guessing. We're guessing. It doesn't matter. Um, Anyway, he recalled, Norman was a white-haired gent who was full of purpose. He wanted my opinion on the best kind of fabric that offered a stiff, bristly nap. I asked for what purpose, and he said, for rolling paint. I scratched my head, but he resolutely went on and described to me something with a handle shaped like a seven that would hold a cardboard fabric-covered cylinder. If my theory is right, this thing will revolutionize painting in Canada, he said. Well, the best thing I could think of was that bristly green mohair velour that was used to cover railway touring coaches in those days. So I sold him a bolt of that. Later, he came by and thanked me for my advice. He gave me one of his original roller covers and a tray that had been hammered out by a local tinsmith. Neither of us knew how big his invention would get to be. Right. That's Tom Hamilton, the guy who sold Norman Brakey the first fabric to use on his prototype covers. Yes. And from there, everything seemed perfect. But the obstacles started to mount almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Norman couldn't find anybody to back this invention. He needed investors to get on board and to give him the money so he could make enough of these to actually make it work. And he couldn't sell it to anybody. So whether he was a terrible salesperson or they just could not catch the vision, we'll never really know. Mm -hmm. But it never happened. But that was just one side of his difficulties. The next side came up when his patent was contested. Yeah, an American, Richard Croxton Adams, descended from the presidential Adams, claimed that he invented the roller cover in his basement that exact same year. And it suggested that he kind of tweaked Brakey's idea a little bit and actually contested the patent. Right. So he takes his idea. Mm Mm-hmm makes a few changes, presents it as his own, and now there's a contested patent. And so the problem that happened is that Brakey didn't have the money to Uh go and actually fight this. So he had to just give it up, and the patent goes to Richard Croxton Adams, Uh and from there, the rest is history. He is credited, at least in writing, as the creator of the roller cover. But sadly, there's very little recognition for this DIY visionary, Norman Brakey, who died... Very poor. Yeah. And with nobody really knowing what he did. That's okay. We have just informed a lot of people about what he did. And we've so... made all the descendants of Richard Croxton Adams angry in the process. <laughs> yes. I want to say have. it was suggested by some people that he copied the idea. Of course, right. there's another group that say that's not so. Well, of course, there's always two sides to every story. All right, now, coming up after the break, we are going to be talking about that rusty look that you get sometimes from your water and how to fix that. That's next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, 
The Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and we are going to solve Betsy's problem today. Well, and hopefully other people's. Well, yes, one of them. (laughs) Right. Yes, there is a multitude of issues we could address. Right. But only a couple that I believe our guest is really wanting Mm -hmm. to get into. Well, I am guessing that if we have anyone listening in the Kalamazoo area, <laughs> at all, they may have, right? <laughs> they may have a similar problem. Did you tell everyone that we're here in the studio no, with I was Tom Deisterhoff? <laughs> okay, we are in the studio with Tom Deisterhoff, Vice President of Gordon Water Systems. Tom, thanks for coming back. We've had you on a couple other times. Well, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I apologize for Betsy's really klutzy introduction there. Um, right. I completely like forgot you, to do it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your klutz was better than my uh-huh. non-effort. All right. Anyway, Kalamazoo water. We I briefly talked about it in a different segment. We talked about so- water softeners. But there is like a rusty something because it gets all over my shower curtain. I bought a brand new shower curtain and it has already started to turn in just a couple of weeks. It's got that pinky, rusty color, my shower walls, which are white, continually has that horrible color on it, and it's a bear to get off. What is going on, and how do I fix it? (laughs) Well, what you're experiencing is iron. Iron is oxidizing, and it turns into what we call rust. Mm -hmm. Uh, Iron, you don't see until it becomes oxidized, and it turns to the color that it is. Right Now, iron or rust... uh, in city water has been oxidized uh, through the use of chlorine. Mm-hmm. And so what can happen in your instance is it's actually settling slowly into the pipes. Okay. And yes, you're getting it continuously in your house. Uh, interesting thing, when they do the hydrant flushes in the spring, mm-hmm. uh, they'll bust a bunch free from the pipes because they're flowing water so fast. You'll see, we'll get calls. We know when they're going to do hydrant flushing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll get calls uh, from, oh, my softener's not working. Well, were they flushing hydrants this week in your neighborhood? Oh, I did see water flowing. Yeah, okay. Well, they busted a bunch free. It's just I've noticed that there are a couple times a year, it seems like, when you turn on the faucet and it's just like nasty brown water. Yeah. Well, that's flushing the pipes because that's what they want to try to minimize, right? They don't want it to stay there for decades. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that iron uh, is going to pass through a softener, the stuff that they're flushing through. Okay. With a water softener, there's a couple of things. One is when you eliminate the hardness. it reduces the ability for the iron to stick because there's no rock stuck to your shower wall or shower curtain or whatever. Oh. Uh, it, it still will color, mm-hmm. but it's not nearly as difficult to remove as, as if you have hardness and iron together. Okay. The flip side is a water softener does reduce iron quite well, and there's two reasons. One, we put a pre-filter in on every water softener, mm-hmm. and a pre-filter is a rock stopper. Okay. Uh, it's an it's a cheap insurance policy, quite frankly, because mm-hmm. it keeps the sediment. Whether you got city water or private well, there's stuff that comes in from a well. There's stuff that comes in from the city, and it eliminates it right as it comes in before it gets into a water softener, before it gets to your faucet. The, the little aerator heads that mm-hmm. you have to clean out once in a while because you're getting this weird spray out, and you pull it out, and you see chunks in there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Gets, I have that. It mm-hmm. gets rid of that. 
So the pre-filter will stop some of those particles. Okay. A water softener will will remove a good share of that iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and on those instances where they're flushing, uh, there's no easy answer. We can put in equipment to address that. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it would only be really utilized several times a year when they're doing the big flushing. Right. So a lot of people, we just say, flush your own water, your water heater, and you know, hot water, cold water, till it runs clear. Because your softener and pre-filter are going to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So on private wells, it's a different issue because when we come out and do the water test in your home, a free water test, mm-hmm. and there's iron present, there's color, Yeah. what we'll do is we do an iron test on the raw water. Then we run it through a miniature softening column. My water specialists come in and they have a little mini softener. They do that and we can watch. Yeah, you can participate. (laughs) Really get to count the drops and look at the colors. That's exciting. It is quite fun, actually. Um, But I'm kind of weird in that way. So anyway, um, what we do is is we test the raw water. Mm -hmm. And if there's iron present, we run it through the mini softener and we test it again. Mm Mm-hmm. If the iron is gone, then it's a type of iron that the water softener can remove. The vast majority of the time, that's the case. Mm -hmm. And the water softeners we have, they have something called upflow brine. Okay. My dad started that back in the 70s. He had upflow brine on the water softeners he sold. And he absolutely put the big competitor in the marketplace, in Kalamazoo actually, kind of rocked them back on their heels because he was all of a sudden putting smaller units in with far better efficiencies Mm -hmm. and getting better results. And so people were using less salt to have nice, clean, soft water and had a smaller footprint in their basement. All of our equipment has upflow brine, whether it's our single tank electrics or our twin tank non-electric Kinetico. And they handle brine or handle rust really well. Now, when we test Mm -hmm. in a home in a private well, and we run it through the miniature column, and it let's say the iron gets reduced to half what the raw water is, mm-hmm. we know that the softener is going to do a portion of it, but there's iron left, and that iron is not going to be removed by the water softener. It's called ferric iron. And what we need to do in that case is take a look at an iron reduction system that goes oh. before the softener. And there's a couple of systems we sell, but we've got a fantastic one. Uh, We've had a relationship with uh, Helen Brand for many years, and they've put together an iron reduction system that we've really appreciated uh, working with. And so we have the ability to knock the rust, Mm -hmm. and when you do that, you also can eliminate maybe rotten egg odor if it's present. And then we go into the softener, and now your house is getting, it doesn't stink, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have color, and it's soft. So we had the stinky water at home. Rotten egg? Yeah, oh yeah. 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 And I don't believe we had any other systems than a water softener put in. Yep. And it never got rid of the stinky water. The stinky softeners water don't always. address odor. Yeah. 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 So what about and maybe this is a really dumb question, but as is my way. I'm gonna ask it anyway. Okay. We get a lot of people that come into the store at Repco Light or Port City Paints, and they'll ask about all the rust on their siding, you know, from the yeah. sprinklers and stuff. Oh, you know, they have yeah. cleaners mm-hmm. to get it off and things like that. Yep. Is this something that, I guess it depends on where they're getting that water from. Let's say, you know, in my instance, at my house, I've got a well for all of that, for the sprinklers. Okay. And I've got city water in the house. 
Okay. So I'm not using the city water outside. Okay. I would have to have two. Of course, I'd have to have two systems at that point. Does anybody ever do that to deal with outdoor problems like that? Yeah. The outdoor, because there's such an investment, not only in the home, but in a lot of times landscape, rocks, driveways, you know, you want to protect the appearance of that. Mm -hmm. And there is something that we work with uh, that actually is an injection system for your outside faucets or sprinkling system. And it sequesters the iron. And it makes a huge difference. You still have to clean off whatever's on there first, mm-hmm. but you're not going to continue to add to it nearly as much. Uh, some people are totally, totally sad. They never see rust again. Well, um, some of them can be really bad. I mean, uh, yeah, we've I've all driven by houses of... where it's orange on yeah. the side. Yeah, oh my. And right where the sprinklers hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a nice arc, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cute. <laughs> so uh-huh. there, there is at least uh, something that will address that yes. issue. Yep. And you carry that as well? We do. help people with that? Yep. Now, is there anything else that we need to think about? Or really, did you Maybe sum up? Maybe that we need to filter out. Right. Are there other about, things other than There's a lot iron? that I should filter out, <laughs> yeah. but in my water. Yes, in your water. There is something that causes color that an iron filter system uh, doesn't address. Actually, it can hurt the iron filter system, nor will a water softener address. And it's called tannins. And tannins is decayed plant life. So a good mm-hmm. example of what tannins can be is in the fall when you see a puddle mm-hmm. and there's leaves from the trees that are in the puddle and mm-hmm. the water is not crystal clear, but it has a tea type color to it. Yeah. Same thing happens underground. Decaying plant life or organic matter uh, can percolate down to your well and gets pumped up into your house. That tannin will pass through a water softener, iron filter system, etc. And it gets into your toilets or into your shower, and it can do a little bit of staining. Uh, but it's also one of those things where we had a customer on the lakeshore. She had tannins, and she kept flushing the toilet thinking one of her grandsons wasn't flushing the toilet. <laughs> well, it was really the tea color caused right. by the tannic acid. And so there's things we can do with that. Tannins with iron uh, can pose a little bit of a challenge, but we've got ways to address it. And if there's no iron present, we can put in a tannin softener. Oddly enough, it's called a tannin hmm. softener. Um, different media does different things, uh, but it can end up with nice, clean, clear water. And quite frankly, following iron filtration and a softener and some tannin removal, we always recommend an RO system just to make the water taste pristine and make sure you're getting clean, clear water for all your drinking and cooking. Is that what you would put on if you have that chlorine smell in your water, like city water? I would, fully, I would fully recommend uh, an RO system anyway, okay. because I'm partial to it. Mm-hmm. That way, regardless of the contaminant uh, of the day, mm-hmm. and there's been several over the last few years in the news, right. uh, you're taken care of. You don't care what tomorrow's new contaminant is, because a uh, good quality RO system like the Connecticut K5, it's awesome. Does that hook up to the water softener, or do you have to put it like at every faucet in the house? Well, we've actually done some plumbing uh, from an RO system to multiple points, whether it's a bar or bathroom or kitchen or you know ice mm-hmm. maker, et cetera, et cetera. Most people, if we're able to put it in the basement, mm-hmm. feeding soft water to it, uh, will then run tubing, if we can, mm-hmm. up to the kitchen sink and to the refrigerator. Those are kind okay. of the two biggies for ice making mm-hmm. and water dispensing. And the main toilet. <laughs> so you want that water pristine as well, in case the dog drinks. 
Yeah, we I'm also concerned lid about the dog. On the toilet, so the the dog. I've doesn't got drink five out of kids there. at home. The lid is never closed, oh, <laughs> and no. I'm constantly flushing that toilet. Maybe I've got tannin problems too. <laughs> Either that, dude. Or we've kids. talked enough that you need my water specialist to come out and help you. We All both the problems. Do. Let's face it. Yeah, we're both in that boat. <laughs> but that the whole rusty water thing is a real pain. I know my yeah. mom. We grew up with that, mm-hmm. and the stuff on the siding. That that was really minor. What really got mom was the clothes that she continually yeah. wrecked washing clothes. I mean, right. it was a constant battle because she'd mm-hmm. wash them and now they've got rust stains in them and she can't fix them. You yeah. could help her. Absolutely. You could help anybody in that boat. Yes, sir. Tom, if our listeners have questions, if this has really got their brains moving and they want to get in touch with you, maybe get somebody out to do a free water analysis, you said. Yeah, absolutely. So you can direct them as to what they might need. How's the best way to get in touch? You know, easy way is gordonwater.com, and we've got a request for quote uh, or a free water test button, and that's very quick and easy. Uh, if you want to call us, we cover all of populated West Michigan. We touch 13 counties. Uh, you can call 1-800-WATER-68. 1-800-WATER-68. I am dialing as we speak, or can I just make arrangements with you before you leave? <laughs> I think that's probably better. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, will get me taken care of right uh-huh. away. Tom, thanks for being here. Thank you. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about some cool paint tools, and more importantly, Betsy, we're going to give a set away. Everybody loves that. That's just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, we've been working on some set pieces, some displays, mm-hmm. would you call them? Yeah. For an event that we've got coming up in November, a color and design event. Right. Where we'll launch Benjamin Moore's Color of the Year. Mm-hmm. Well, we won't launch it. I would like no. to say that, but we'll launch it to our customers. Right. And we'll help everyone who attends get really inspired. Yeah. I have been very inspired oh, just working on this. This is going to be one of the craziest <laughs> events. If, yep. if we can pull it off, yeah. and that's a huge if, right? because Betsy had the, the vision for the inspiration of the event. Last uh-huh. year, we focused on Frank Lloyd Wright. Right. And this year- This is like completely the opposite. We're focusing on, I'm not going to say her name. Right. But it's it's somebody that a lot of people are aware of, uh-huh. and oh my goodness, over the top crazy. Yeah, Betsy's got a great idea. Can we all pull it together? Of course we can. That's what Betsy keeps telling me. We'll uh-huh. find out. But anyway, we've been working on display pieces for this mm-hmm. and getting them all painted and everything. Right. And in the process of doing that, I have used a tool that I have recommended over and over, mm-hmm. but I have never used this particular model or right, yeah, I guess yeah. model mm-hmm. of yeah. it. Well, I'm talking about an extension pole for rolling walls. Yeah. Now, first off, we would say right off the bat, and it's surprising to some people, but we would recommend using an extension pole on most paint jobs, right? Yeah. Anytime you're painting walls or a ceiling, you really should be using an extension pole. The reason you use one is because it reduces the fatigue. You know, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who have just rolled walls just with the roller frame. Mm-hmm. And your arm starts to get really tired and you find that you have a little bit of unevenness sometimes when you're painting that wall. This well, extension pole is going to help alleviate that. Right. It gives you a better angle and that reduces the shoulder strain. And right. you're also not up and down a ladder. Yep. So that's really why you should be using an extension pole all the time. So we've recommended that. That's not really new. Right. But what I've always recommended 
is, well, I've talked about these better ones from Worcester. Mm-hmm. It's a Sherlock GT convertible extension pole. Yes. It's a fancy extension pole. Right. And we mention them. Mm-hmm. And they've got a lot of benefits. Yeah. But then I normally say, hey, if you're just getting started, mm-hmm. you know, buy or you don't want to spend a lot of money, buy a wood pole, you know, yeah. or just take the broom handle, you know, right. off of whatever yeah. broom and use that to thread mm-hmm. into the roller frame. Right. And that's what I've always done. Yeah. But this time on this project, I used the really nice Worcester extension pole, the Sherlock one, and I am completely hooked. A world and, of difference, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually convinced that I've done a disservice by recommending the pole. I told you I love it. You know, it. I'm saving people maybe 23 bucks, mm-hmm. somewhere in that yep. range, on right. one-time purchase. Yeah. 23 bucks. Mm-hmm. But the ease of use of this Worcester Sherlock extension pole way outweighs that 22 bucks. Yeah, it's a great thing because it comes in a number of sizes, anywhere from a one to two footer mm-hmm. all the way up to an eight to 16 footer, you know, in case you have a really high ceiling or something right. like that. They expand, obviously. Yes. That's right. what that right, is. Right, so right. you can reduce it to two foot, let's say, yep. and expand it up to four foot if you've got that model. Right. And that's the one I was using. The two to four foot. And the reason that was so cool is because I was in a tight space. Mm-hmm. Now, normally with a wood extension pole, what happens is I roll the ceiling just fine. Right. But as I get lower or, you know, get mm-hmm. eye level and lower, now I'm hitting that pole against the wall right. opposite me. And so I've got to unthread the hand, the roller mm-hmm. frame and work it that way. Right. With this Worcester one, I was able to reduce the length of the pole. Right. Just with a click of a button. Yep. Reduce that down. I don't have to take the frame off mm-hmm. and I keep moving. I move right. so fast through the project. I love that. Yeah. But then there were a couple of times, as there always are, where you've got to take the frame off, mm-hmm. you know, and actually yeah. just right. go by hand. Yeah. And that's the other benefit of this particular extension pole. Yeah, this pole has something that's called a bayonet clip at the end. and Sounds super manly. Well, <laughs> yes, it does. Instead of the traditional threaded end, it has just this piece of metal that comes out. So it's really stable. And there's a little clip that you just use with your thumb and your roller frame. You have to get the Sherlock roller frame and it'll click right in there and it'll hold it solid. So you don't have any of that unscrewing that tends to happen with, you know, Right. Like if, your traditional pole? If you've ever used those traditional ones, right. you know that it can unthread as you're going on the wall and you got to constantly tighten yep. it back down again. Right. Not a deal breaker, but it's a little bit of a pain. Yeah. This one doesn't do that. Nope. It locks on tight. Yep. Now, if you don't happen to have or want to buy mm-hmm. those higher end frames, right. this particular extension pole that we're talking about, the Sherlock pole, comes with an adapter. Yeah. So the adapter will clip onto the bayonet clip mm-hmm. on the fr- on the extension pole. Right. But it's got a threaded end now, so you can use all of your right. old tools. And the reason that all of that is fun and cool is because it's stable, like we said. Right. But more importantly, is that it comes on and off so fast. Mm-hmm. You're able to pop that thing off and work around your wall and pop it back on with none of the threading and unthreading. Yeah, it's just a really great tool. And because it's such a great tool, we actually want to give away one of those two to four foot poles and a number of frames and roller covers to get you going on your next project. Yeah, we only expect you to shout it from the rooftop to all of your friends <laughs> right. about how amazing it is. Right, exactly. No, you don't have to do that. But we want to give it away to the first person to email us at radio at repcolite.com. Right, so, so start emailing. <laughs> and that's all the time we've got. If you want to check this one out again, Again, you can find it online with all of its other brethren at repcolite.com. 
I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you make sure that your rooms look amazing using roller covers invented by Norman Brakey. Right. And using Worcester Sherlock extension poles talked about by Dan and Betsy. Yes, to Thanks. save your back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.